It's the What We Binge Halloween special. Spooky. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) We're talking about, are you ready? Ready or not? We're talking about ready or not. Yes, we are. uh, This is our first week of October. So we are talking about horror movies uh, this whole month. Um, Yeah, and every streaming service has basically been going hard on, uh, I guess, showing what their horror selection is. There's Huluween for Hulu. There's Netflix and Chills. And there's that Blumhouse thing with Amazon. Blumhouse thing. Yeah. And and Uh, there's Pluto TV with whatever they can get for free. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Uh, they they have a lot of stuff on HBO Max too, but like they have a lot of old movies that I didn't know about. Like you can also check out like Criterion Collection if if uh, you guys have a. Wait, is there an actual like Criterion like uh, section or is it Turn Classic Movies? Uh, it's like no, uh, it's like uh, Turn Classic Movies, but like uh, they have all the you know, uh. You know who's the guy who played Saruman and the um, damn forgot his name. Yeah. Like he he uh, he always starred. Like I realized that he started in a bunch of horror movies with the guy who played like Grand Moff Tarkin in the original Star Wars movie. Of course, he uh, was in horror and, movies. Grand yeah, right. <laughs> and like so, he and uh, that guy like they were both in a bunch of different uh, horror movies, and uh, the guy who played Saruman. Uh, Christopher, what's his name? Christopher And he died this year. No, it's it's. Uh, Christopher, Christopher Count Dooku, right? Yeah, Count Dooku. Yeah, Christopher Count Dooku. Dooku actor. Yes, I remember. <laughs> uh, Christopher Lee. Oh my God. Christopher yeah. Lee. Oh no, Plummer was uh, the guy that replaced um, yeah. Kevin Spacey in that one movie. Yeah, yeah. He he's also the guy from uh, The Sound of Music. If you can remember that movie, <laughs> he was. Yeah, that oh, was. Oh man! Oh, that blows my mind now. <laughs> I'm, it is. It is so weird how like different a lot of those actors. There is one actor from that era, like in the '60s, that looks exactly the same now. Only one. Michael Caine. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's just. Like, it's just Michael like Caine the, now looks like Michael Caine then with like old. Yeah, makeup. man. Like he he looks exactly the same except like you know he he's taken he's grown in different you know on the on, in terms of dimensions he's he's kind of expanded a little bit. Yeah. But he has the same. It's like <laughs> you know it's like um <laughs> Michael Caine. <laughs> you, know, you have to say Michael Caine and <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Michael Caine, and uh, you know it's. Uh, when we're in England, we talk like this, you know. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And I'm Mark kind. And <laughs> but there's a uh, screen junkies that had what is it? Uh, more? What was one of the names they put at the end? Michael Kane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Michael Kane. <laughs> Dude, I, I. When's the last time I saw Michael Kane in a movie? I can't remember. Was he in Christopher Tenet? Nolan movie? Right. Yeah, he's in Tenet. I haven't seen is Tenet. He? I yeah, know. I think so. He's, he's kind of like in, in he's a kind of like Nolan the mentor movie. in like Christopher Nolan's yeah, movie now. He's in every single Christopher Nolan movie. <laughs> like in every single movie, he's I mean, the guy. After Batman, just, yeah. after Batman. <laughs> yeah, but like ever since then, he's had an Alfred-ish role, like a yeah. guy over there kind of role. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I know you're trying to do this for your daughter, but yeah. you know. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, before we get into radio or not, uh, uh, okay. since we're since we're on English people right now, Sacha Baron Cohen has having quite a month. I thought he was just gonna do Trial of the Chicago Seven, but no. Or at two. For all you the, weird comedy. The subsequent fans. movie <laughs> film. For all you all you like weirdo comedy fans from 2005, it's back. Yeah. <laughs> It's back, and he he actually crashed a uh my uh, you know a Mike Pence rally, uh, yeah. <laughs> in the movie. Yeah. Like he puts uh he he it's in the trailer, so I'm not spoiling anything unless you guys you know whatever. But, you know he puts on a, a Trump board, mask like, and he goes like, "Hey, I have the girl." Yeah. <laughs> you can't do this anymore. You can just look in his eyes now and know when it's him. Like, yeah. I, how long can he? I mean, like this Borat is like it comes with the assumption that people know who he is already. I guess I guess that's that's like the whole point of this version. But yeah, I guess. It, it, well, I think he he either I don't know because like I feel like I find it hard to believe that no one has heard of Borat, and then yeah. if they see him in real life, they'll be like, yeah, you know, this is a this is an actual real dude. But you know, we might we might uh, be surprised. Yeah. Yeah. And the other part too is a lot now of people have never seen Borat. Yeah, but like ever since then, since social media got big after Borat, there's been a bunch of like wannabe prankster people. So it's like everybody's a little bit more buttoned up and a little they have their eye out for that kind of thing now. So I, I kinda yeah. wanna see how this goes. <laughs> well we'll see. Uh is it coming I think it's coming out next year. Or is it at the end? Oh of no, this it's year? like uh, the end of this month. I'm not sure. Borat. Borat two and Mandalorian <laughs> yeah. is coming out around the same time. Yes. Uh so many things to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like this is uh, a yeah. Crazy Borat year for two. <laughs> Borat subsequent movie film. Yeah. So it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty awesome. But uh, yeah. Right. What, what else has uh, I think Ryan Reynolds uh, did his own like he made a trailer for his trailer, yeah, uh, a movie called Free Guy I think. Oh yeah, I still gotta watch that. Apparently, it's like, it's like sorry, it's one of those like sorry we couldn't come out this year kind yeah. of jokey yeah. things. Yeah, thing is, it, he he's in a Zoom call with his co-stars and they're like, hey, let let's give just like random dates, you know, because we don't know when it's gonna come out. So it's like, hey, see you in Easter, see you in April, and like, see you when Mars goes into retrograde or something. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, you know, they're giving some options. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so ready or not, well, we're going to jump in to, to ready or not. So, right. uh, uh, starring uh, people who are fans of the Netflix, you know, horror it's also like horror comedy movies, like the the Babysitter, right? Uh, yeah, that, that I, was like a comedy as well. It's the same actress too. Oh, is it Samara Weaving? Yeah, Samara Weaving. And, or Samara uh, she, Samara. Yeah. Samara Samara Samara. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have no idea. Like she's from she's from Illusion Australia. <laughs> so I'm 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 imagining like I'm Samara or something. <laughs> Samra, I don't know. Samra. Some, I don't know. It, it seemed. It, like it seemed pretty obvious from the beginning that like they were setting her up to be like like an evil dead type like an ash from evil dead or like uh what, what was it well the, the girl from the uh most recent version of the evil dead uh like it seemed like they were setting her up for being like that kind of character of like a badass 
like yeah. I'm wearing like a funky outfit the entire time. <laughs> thing is, like she doesn't start out that way. It's sort of like she she she's like really freaked out, and then like it's when she changes into her Converse shoes and uh, gets a shotgun. That's like she she's really like you know, it's like I got my Converse and <laughs> yeah. And now, since I can run, because she was wearing like high heels and she was trying to run away because she, she's in her wedding dress, right. you know, and, and she's trying to escape from a bunch of like, you know, murderers. But yeah, so just like the, the plot of the movie is like, I'm sure one of the writers had a really bad time with his in-laws and, and decided to write this story. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so it's like, it's about a rich family and, and Samara Weaving's character uh, gets married into this rich family and they have this weird tradition where uh you know uh after being married but before she's actually accepted uh within the family uh she has to play a game and the game is chosen by this box that like mm-hmm. shoots out a, a card and on that card it'll it'll give you the the name of the game that they're going to play mm-hmm. and there's only one card that uh, ends in mayhem and murder and that's the card that that she draws essentially and it's hide and seek mm-hmm. so you know uh, she thinks it's just a normal game of hide and seek, so she hides. And uh, while the other guys are just arming themselves to the teeth and uh, and everything, like her her husband is not really into it. So I think they they knock him out or something, or they tie him somewhere. I can't remember. Yeah. The, the movie, they incapacitate him somehow. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and like she's half drunk, right? She she just celebrated her wedding, right. and. Uh, and then she's like, oh, there you are. And then like she finds her her husband and, you know, it's like, we have to run. We have to go away. It's like, oh, but what are you talking about? We're just playing hide and seek. And it's like, hide, hide, hide. And then like they, they hide under the bed. And then uh, this uh, one of the maids who kind of looks like she's from the Adams family or something. Like they have yeah. three maids and they all, come, they all look like goths. Yeah, the like, maids. <laughs> there, there are people in this like, movie, spoilers. It's kind of spoiler. There are people in this movie that you can tell from the beginning are set up just to get killed. Yeah, they're, so, they're like, you know, the, and, and they, the, uh, <laughs> they are expendable yeah. and, uh, and used mostly for either horror or comic effect. So like the first one is, is more horrific and they're like, oh shit, you know, like they, they killed her yeah. uh, because they thought that she was the, uh, the bride. Uh, but you know, hey, the bride's wearing a big white dress, and uh, <laughs> the maid's wearing a black dress. <laughs> like, I mean, the characters in this family are just like. So you, you got the husband; he has a sister who's like who takes drugs every two minutes in the movie. Yeah, so, and she's the one who kills the first maid. <laughs> it's like an <laughs> over the top rich family, too, right? kind of yeah. like Knives Out ish. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of Knives Out ish. It, it's kind of a mix of Knives Out and uh, like what other movie have I seen in a mansion? Like. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, it, it, I mean, it all... um, I mean, like to me, it it, it kind of like reminded me of like Get Out. I mean, it yeah, didn't yeah, really right, have right. it. It was Get Out with like without the deep social commentary. Yeah. It was like they took the concept of like going out with somebody or marrying into like a rich eccentric family, and they yeah. turned it up to like eleven. <laughs> they yeah. turned that concept up. Yeah, they were like, okay, so you know uh it, yeah it, it, this is a mix of like get out and um shit i forgot the first movie i talked about but it's like uh it really is a kind of uh it's a hunt for you know it, it's a battle for survival yeah. and uh just like the screams that samara weaving like pulls off in this movie is just yeah. like freaking amazing and i saw <laughs> this in a in a theater the first time i saw it like a year ago 
mm-hmm. uh, when I landed fresh off the boat, you know, <laughs> I went to watch Ren or not. And uh, it's just like, you know, there are a lot of moments where I think a lot of the comedy comes from the family, but then a lot, uh, you know, it's sort of like 50, 50 between her and what the family does because the family, like they're, you know, you can tell that they're not trained to do this. They're really yeah. bad at killing people. So <laughs> yeah. I love how like, that's like part of the joke is that yeah. like they're, they're kind of descended down from like the people who like worked hard and did mm-hmm. some shady stuff to like build their name. So yeah. all of them are kind of just, kind of clumsy but like really proud it's like and the entire movie you you can't tell if anything is going to happen in the end because a big part of the movie is that they have to do what the box says yeah. or else or they're, the they're going to lose behind all that their, box their money gonna, yeah the and, ghost behind and, that box uh, is going to yeah. make something bad happen and for a second yeah. you do believe that nothing is going to happen but when once you get to the end i don't know it reminded yeah. me a lot of like kingsman like it was this leans a lot more into the comedy. It's dark, but it leans a lot more into the comedy than the horror. No, it is very dark. It's it's really <laughs> like, it's not really a horror movie. It's really like, uh, you know, we were talking about this before. It's more like Grindhouse. It's just like yeah. gore and uh, jump scares. And, yeah. uh, you know, and just like, but more gore than, than, than jump scares. But it's just like, you know, she, she, uh, she, she goes through the ringer. You know, she, uh, she, she runs away from the house to be, uh, you know, uh, she hides in their stables where a kid, one of the kids there shoots her through the hand and yeah, then she yeah. punches him, which is like the most satisfying part of the movie. Yeah. And <laughs> he punches a little shit. It's like, ah! yeah. you know, <laughs> because yeah, like I that feel- kid from the beginning of the movie, when she arrives, like she shows us like, oh, let's get, you know, before the ceremony, he's yeah. like, kill, kill, kill. <laughs> and he's like, you know, they, they have these masks like these yeah. ritualistic masks or something. And he's running with a mask and like his grandfather's like, don't do that. Like, don't, sh- don't say that, you know, loud, you know, not yet kind of thing. You know, <laughs> this movie felt <laughs> and, like uh, yeah, a she, good... she falls down a pit yeah. as well. Yeah. Now this Go movie ahead, was sorry. so over the top. Yeah. It felt like a good catharsis for 2020. Like it was so off the wall. Oh yeah. Like nothing was realistic, but it was funny and it was, had some horror enough to make you react, but it was yeah. like, it was the perfect stupid but smart movie to just kind of like lose yourself in yeah, and totally. like I'm... last year was kind of a good year for horror comedies anyway like there was this movie there was the remake of child's play that i liked um did the babysitter was there a part one that came out last year or uh yeah well, was i there... mean there was the babysitter came out last year and then the babysitter killer Queen came out like a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, that's like part two. And yeah, the uh, yeah, thing is like uh, what I liked about Samara Weaving's character is that she feels like the only one who comes from uh, from the real world. She's like, Actually, this is no, fucked up. There's another character. There's another yeah. character that came from the real world, but then she yeah. gave into it and didn't want to go back. Yeah. So she was willing to do what was necessary to like keep that lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. So she what was dies. Her name again? Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay. So spoiler alert. You know, this is like I think we were talking about Greek tragedies like a few weeks ago, and I said, you know, in Greek tragedies, everyone dies at the end. Yeah. You know, this is sort of like a Greek tragedy, a little, a little bit. <laughs> a Dude, little the, bit. This movie sounds. It, it feels alert. like 
a, a 10 year old, a hyper 10 year old that watched a lot of horror movies wrote this. Like they're yeah. gonna go boom here. It's like, it's so awful. Actually, there's two movies that this reminded me of. Like one, it reminded me of, uh, I'm trying to remember what it was called. There was, um, I'll get back to it. But the, oh yeah, Cabin in the Woods. Cabin in the Woods. It's like Cabin in the Woods because like it's kind of a horror comedy. Like it's like a take on the horror genre, but you have no idea how crazy it can get until the end. And the yeah. other movie that this reminded me of was uh, the Belco Experiment. I just found out. I was trying to look for the title of this movie for the longest time because <laughs> I was thinking like there was a movie that came out a few years ago with the guy from Scrubs and he was in an office and they had to kill each other to survive. That was the movie. It was the Belcourt experiment. And mm -hmm. the tone was a lot like this. It's mm -hmm. like, it, it's just interesting because there, there is a lot of talk and there is truth to it that there's not going to be a lot of like mid-budget theater movies anymore. And back, back in like, and this kind of talk was happening for the longest time, but I don't know. There, there seems to be there. Maybe not this year, but in past years, there seemed to be like some off the wall, low to mid budget movies that would just come into theaters. Like I couldn't imagine a movie like this existing, like even like twenty years ago. Mm. Like that was this off the wall and just went for it. <laughs> yeah, it's really. Uh, it, it, it's, it's like, you know, there there are some elements that you're like, you know. I feel like, you know, how, how in horror movies, usually the victims like take really dumb, uh, you know, decisions like, you know, Oh, let's hide. Uh, let's hide here where everyone can see me, you know, yeah. and, or something like that. And, uh, you know, that there's a moment where she, she actually manages to escape the, the grounds and she steals a car. And then the, there's like this international satellite service and she tries to call 911 through this call service. Yeah. And the guy says like, is this your car? Oh, this isn't your car. I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to deactivate it. And it's like, it's like uh, you know, this has been Brian and I, I hope that I helped you today. Fuck you, Brian. And <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, you know, it, it's the screaming that I enjoy the most. I think in this movie, just tomorrow weaving, just like losing it and being like, fucker. Yeah. You know, it's really like she really, let them have it and like there's even a moment where she's trying to hitchhike yeah. and this guy says oh go get a real car or something I, I can't remember what the guy says and he drives away she's like yeah. you fucking fucker yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I, love, I love the way. and I love the part too where I guess um the driver that was driving back I forgot yes. where it was I was driving back Samara Weaving uh, He's she, playing some the, opera music. The, yeah, but the driver FaceTimed just to, yeah, the, was FaceTiming yeah. the family. So the family got to watch what was happening in the car. So Samara yeah, yeah. Weaving was like, like hit the driver. And the whole family was watching like, watch out. And as the yeah. car was turning, they were watching on FaceTime and they were like, oh. <laughs> it was like a wrestling match or something. <laughs> Yeah, seriously. The thing is, like, you know, he he's like, I caught her, master. I caught her. And then he's yeah. like, yeah, I'm playing my opera music. He gets kicked in the face. Yeah. And then, like, you know, the car goes, like, you know, top, you know, top down. Uh, <laughs> it totally flips. And, uh, yeah, but it, it's really, like, I, I, I applaud the, the survival spirit of, of uh, Samara Weaving's character. Because even when she's about to get, like, 
you know, stabbed at the end of the movie in a ritualistic manner. She still manages to sort of like wrestle the knife away and go like, ah, yeah. and you know, <laughs> it's, it's really, it, it's, uh, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, do, do you want to talk about the, uh, the end, the explosive ending? Oh yeah. Spoilers uh, <laughs> again for those, but you know what this is about already. So. I mean, it came out a year ago. So, I mean, you know, yeah. get HBO max. Get HBO max. Anyway. Yeah, so the ending, um, what happens is, and this is, <laughs> and I just like how like over the top this part is, is um, so the sun comes up and they didn't get to the part of the ritual because they never actually wanted to kill uh, the main character. They wanted her yeah. maimed so that they could keep her alive for like a certain like satanic ritual. Mm -hmm. So they kept her alive at the end. They weren't able to kill her. And then the sun came up. And when the sun comes up, originally nothing happens because they basically built up this whole aura throughout the movie that this was just a crazy rich family that's like thinks different from everyone else and that they have like they, they're just too into their heads so yeah. when they show the sun coming up and nothing happens that's what you think and then like a split second later somebody just like blows up like in the most cartoonish yeah. manner possible <laughs> like yeah. it's like bah! with like blood coming out and then the next family member bah! and it's like one at a time <laughs> It's, it's kind of like the boys uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and in some recent episodes except it's the whole body yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like uh but yeah thing is like you know there's this moment where they're like oh shit we we've been really dumb for this whole movie we've been trying to kill the main character and yeah. actually it's all a fucking you know lie or something yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh you know the thing is like they they uh the, the their ancestor made a deal with this guy called Bale, which is all who was obviously the devil and that and that's why they do this satanic thing and uh like he actually appears at the end for like a split second which kind of freaked me out the first time i saw it because like yeah, but, uh, uh... Yeah, it turns there's out like that's an empty chair in front of the fire yeah yeah and right here it says that was the film's producer james vanderbilt so <laughs> he just comes in and sits in for a second yeah. to go and then just leaves <laughs> oh man that totally yeah. kills it i, I, yeah, I kind of like, love how she, much that just like i mean tomorrow weaving's character she won the game is it yeah yeah oh yeah and turns out the people who made this movie and i a think it bit. fits the thing is it's like but I, I love her reaction, actually. Mm -hmm. Wait, hello? What? <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry to all the listeners. This okay, is going to be a kind of a choppy ending to the hello. episode, but oh well. Yeah. No. <laughs> you like us because it's raw. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> the connection is not great today. Oh, well. Yeah. Anyway, um, uh, like... <laughs> but, I, you know, what... Uh, the, the the guys who made this movie um I'm yeah to just whatever shove in everything like, I, I can I was... before like the internet goes off. Mm -hmm. but um yeah the um guys who made this are making scream five Sh shove it in <laughs> they're making scream five there that's the point and it scream fits five yeah they, they're making it wasn't scream enough that we had scream four yeah i know and scream the series and yeah it's like the grand, the grandkid, the grandchild of the first killer or something. Yeah. You know. It's not that yeah. old, but still. But <laughs> it's like, the son. It actually but kind of know. is, yeah. It's been like, what, 25 years or so? Like, that's more than enough time for like everybody in that movie to have like yeah, a snotty like that. grandkid yeah. that'll go around and kill people. But um, yeah, no, the, 
it like yeah. fits and yeah i don't know the interesting thing about the scream franchise anyway like have you ever seen the first scary movie it fits the style yeah and like and it's like i don't know the yeah. fact that yeah scream, the first scary movie yeah yeah now the fact that scream was always a good like horror comedy to me i feel like that's why the first scary movie like wasn't as funny to me as like the second because the scream movies themselves are like pretty good as comedies anyway <laughs> hello yeah it's it's like dark you know dark humor in a way but like it's it's less i it, what's well, less comedic than than like something like ready or not but it, it's just so gratuitous and it's always like you know uh these uh pretty you know high school girls or college girls i can't remember and it's always like they get killed in the most crazy horrific ways, but like you know, one gets can't remember if it's in the first one or the second one, but like one of them gets killed by the uh you know like she she gets stuck in the doggy door in, in the half yeah. something. It's just like <laughs> there's something like that. But uh one thing that, that I, I want to talk about for the ready or not movie is just like i feel like the writing in that movie was like really the the one-liners that samara weaving has are really great yeah it's just like they're not even one-liners it's just like her reaction like when she sees the devil sitting in, in that chair or mr labelle or, <laughs> yeah and, you know when the cops show up at the end because like you know since the, the rich family lost, they all explode, including the kids, although that's done off screen. Like, you know, the mother's like, we must run away, kids. And they run to the corridor and you just see like a splash of blood, yeah, yeah. you know, exploding through the doorway. Yeah. Uh, like blood. And then, yeah, these paramedics were like, what, what happened here? What happened to you? And then she says like, in-laws. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like the 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 perfect ending to a movie that that and uh you know hey you know they deserve to do this scream five you know through ten i don't know how many more scream movies they're gonna make yeah <laughs> hey quick question like how how the how does how do i sound on your end oh uh you sound okay you you took a, a long break there for a minute and uh Oh yeah, no, uh, you're I could like, just see you, you know, looking pensively at the camera. Yeah, because you're you're like. Nye, nye, I was pretty right choppy, here. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. That's right. I yeah, what's well, like you know, it's like a few weeks ago when all I could hear was like static. Yeah. And then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know. Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll keep this in. It's raw. Uh, <laughs> we're a punk Zoom podcast. podcasting guys. Zoom, Zoom podcasting. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah like my last like, words. You know, <laughs> we're a Zoom podcast. We're a Zoom cast. Anyway, like, last yeah, my, words? I guess my last words. <laughs> this is on. Halloween, remember. Yeah. Booze. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. <laughs> I mean, like, the last thing I can say I about can hear a lag there. I'm like, I, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I made your boo longer. Boo. <laughs> I'm just waiting for your reaction. I'm like, boo. <laughs> I got scared. You scared me. Happy Halloween. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> I do that. 
I do that sometimes. <laughs> yeah, you are scary. Anyway, ready or not was like my last words on it is like a very good camp horror movie. It reminds me why I like the genre and why I like movies like Evil Dead and uh, why I fell in love with even like the Grindhouse genre, which I was introduced to through the Grindhouse movies that came out, the ones from Quentin Tarantino and uh, Robert Rodriguez. But um, I, I, I want to see more like this. Like as much as I love like movies that like with good drama and realistic grounded drama, like I, I, I want to see more like go for it, like crazy Tarantino -y movies like this yeah. in the future. <laughs> I want I want fast food. I I I don't want you know to to comfort me. You know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you know, I just want like movies that are fun to watch, and uh, you know, are kind of like a guilty pleasure. You know, it, it's uh, that's what it is. Yep. Yeah. Hello. All right. Good. I put my my little mic here. Okay. There you go. Still I got a little... rid of my setup because I felt like I, I was wondering if it was interfering with uh, with my Wi-Fi, like oh. that big arm that I use for for my mic. Yeah. Okay. It might it might be a little choppy still, but we'll see. We'll make it work. Right. It's Halloween. Oh, it's storm haunted. over. You know. <laughs> it's Halloween. So and uh, actually, no, it's yeah, we got cut off, outside. guys. That might be it. There's actually a lot of gray outside. So. It is. It is. It is spooky <laughs> weather right now. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> spooky. <laughs> Stupid. It's it is spooky. Stupid. Spooky. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a spooky Halloween weather right now in hawaii yeah. making my internet act like shit <laughs> yeah it's uh, uh it was okay here in new york it's it's uh was sort of like uh yeah a bit cloudy a bit cloudy yeah i mean new york like how are things going in new york like i watched snl the other night and mm -hmm. they're already um and they're probably from the same family or something but it, it's like the way they set it up is you can now have like clusters of people and yeah. now you can have live shows as long as everybody is spread apart. It's like, yeah. well, I I'm not sure what the, um, what the rules are, but uh, I mean, I, I know that restaurants have opened at like indoor dining has opened, uh, you know, but they, they can only fill up like 25% yeah. of, uh, of their tables. And right. uh, uh, you know, for shows, I'm sure they must have a special kind of rule because like, yeah, there were clustering groups of like five and each yeah. group was like very separate. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, they probably all know each other. They, they were all first responders apparently. So uh, maybe, you know, they're like oh, friends nice. from work. Nice. Uh, you know, so uh, yeah, Chris Rock is like, these are all, <laughs> these are all first responders. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, the, the, the weird thing about like that monologue and like some of the skits is you can tell that they're still a little on edge and then, yeah. like they're they're un, they're still a little unsure if having a live show right away is like a good idea. 
Yeah, I mean, like you, you look at all these. Uh, I mean, all the performers, and uh, they're 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 pretty close. And then sometimes you can tell that they're kind of standing a bit farther apart than they would usually. For some, I don't yeah. know, maybe that was my impression, or yeah, like no. they're saying their lines but like not really looking at each other. <laughs> then it's yeah. like, yes, I believe you know. And then they're looking out the side or something, or they're they're doing this. Yeah, weird, yeah, yeah. like they're both looking uh, towards the camera, and uh, you know that there's this ghost, like future ghost thing. Yeah, I didn't see that Which, one. Yeah, that was the one about the NBA bubble, right? Yeah, yeah, I saw that one. Uh, I uh, actually, I no, actually, I just saw the beginning. But I didn't see the end. I got interrupted. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And speaking of other NBC stuff, uh, the Tonight Show. I like Jimmy Fallon now. I now yeah. like Jimmy Fallon as a host. I don't know, like some of the COVID restrictions yeah. and stuff, somehow made him a better host. I like him more. <laughs> yeah. I feel it's like maybe he doesn't have to try so hard. You know, it, it always seems like he's, he always has to be smiley all the time. And it's like, oh yeah, you're, you're sorry, so funny. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like I feel like know, that he's doesn't fit up to to the guests yeah. and the audience. Yeah, and I feel like that doesn't fit Jimmy Fallon. Like Stephen Colbert, it fits, but for like Jimmy Fallon, he works well with like a Jesus and Miro type of um, setup. And mm. I've been actually like I, I have um, Showtime for a month now. So I'm just binging as much um, Jesus and Mero as I can. And I think Jesus and Mero has, has a bigger influence on late night than they think. Like their style of like, just kind of joking with each other and just getting along no matter what the audience reacts is. It's like, and the fact that there's only a few people in the audience, like that sort of flow and style, it, mm -hmm. because of COVID, it kind of made its way towards like, Jimmy Fallon show and yeah. like other talk shows and it fits actually you know what I, I, I like um watch the Amber Ruffin show because um Amber Ruffin show she's one of the writers on uh Seth Meyers and oh, she uh has a talk show on Peacock now she has no studio audience and she's in yeah. a smaller room at 30 Rock and she it's like I like this new style of comedy coming out where it's like you're not playing for anybody and you're just doing it to make yourself laugh. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, is she taking over from, I mean, does Lily Singh still have a slot on it? On, uh, uh, I don't know. I, I know she still has her, like her, her stuff is on Peacock now. I don't know if it's only on Peacock, right. but yeah, I, I like, I'm starting to like Amber Ruffin stuff so far. And I, I'm starting to like this more relaxed, talk show vibe that's been happening <laughs> well yeah i mean you know it's sort of it kind of reminds me of you know if you look at like really you know 1950s type talk shows and they're just like sitting down and talking or something and there's no you know hyped up kind of you know vibe to it yeah and it's just like hey what'd you think oh yeah ha, ha, you know <laughs> whatever yeah the 60s kind of brought brought in that whole like da -da -da, da -da -da, ha, 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 kind of stuff <laughs> it's like factory make you laugh <laughs> like, yeah. like make you word. laugh ha, ha, good time science, yeah. <laughs> make you laugh big time yes and uh, <laughs> you know it, it's uh yeah I, you know it, it's it's hard for i mean like most of the country or like all the countries like we're not you know super prim and proper at the moment 
Uh, and uh, we're just trying to get along. And it feels yeah. like the the guys on TV are too, except for maybe the the news is still very you know polished these days. Yeah, is the only thing. I, I feel like really they polished. have to be in order to like be taken seriously. But um, uh, as we've seen from the past week, um, I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm a little tired of watching uh, guys in suits talk and argue with each other. So I'm, uh, <laughs> yeah. Any, yeah, anything, I, anything I far from mean. that, anything far from that, I'm I'm pretty good with right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude, what what I, what did you think about uh, Jim Carrey's impression? I still didn't watch like, the whole thing. I only saw that like little clip where dude. he comes out. And like I I really I good. want yeah and I hope that like it's just weird because like as much as I know that like a lot of like media institutions and stuff like tend to like lean liberal and mm-hmm. part of me is wondering if like they're gonna give like Joe Biden the softball because like if you look through social media especially we're all like depending on like joe biden to like be the one and there's, a, there's that settled for biden instagram page yeah. but that, that, that was the only thing i was afraid of and i have to watch the skit to see if they do because snl knows how influential they are now like they can't act like they're scrappy underdogs anymore so they can't yeah well i don't, I don't, I don't know if they can go all out in the comedy but yeah, well, well, you know the skit. They 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 make fun of Biden, but they I, I think they they mostly most of the criticism goes to Donald Trump. Uh, you know. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, but like you know, but they do you know they they do kind of play on the fact that he's a bit older, and then you know it's like well, yeah. uh, you, you know he's lost in his thoughts or something, and it's like oh you know just relax, and he's like, and he looks like he's half asleep or something. Oh yes, and, thank and, you. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and Jim Carrey does a great job as as Joe Biden, and like they, he gets the whole vibe. Like yeah. I, I, you know, like because uh, the the Jason Sudeikis, yeah, uh, he used to play Biden. Uh, oh yeah, he did. SNL. And like he never really got the he never really got the vibe. I felt like he wasn't bad, but like I I never got the I got more of a uh, when he did Romney. I I really felt that it was Mitt Romney. But yeah. you know what? When he did, whenever he did Joe Biden, I was like, uh, you know, like he's just like yelling, yeah. and uh, they gave him like big teeth. You know, it's like, yeah, I'm Joe Biden. You know, <laughs> you know something like that. And yeah, uh, Jim Carrey does like a really good like, job. You know, yeah. He, uh, yeah. The thing is, like, yeah, uh, Alec Baldwin, he he was made to play Trump on SNL. It right. seems like Jim Carrey was was born to play <laughs> Joe Biden on yeah. SNL. It's really good. Yeah, like I knew Jim Carrey was going to be an over the top kind of version but from what i've seen so far like you said he kind of captures that kind of like i don't yeah. know that, that that cool cats kind of like yeah. <laughs> it's like and he shows up with uh you know his ray-bans like the really thick like dark glasses and he shows yeah, up yeah. on the de- debate stage like you know yeah hi hello and he yeah. tries to act really cool yeah he's like hey guys <laughs> yeah i don't know there were there was so much to acknowledge and you can't like pussyfoot around anything anymore. You have to acknowledge what's in the American people's minds about all of this. And there was so much to just acknowledge from that debate. Like I was wondering, like, could a, could a comedy skit do better than this? Like yeah. I had like the hardest laughs I ever had in a while watching the debate. Like it was just, <laughs> it was, it was so over the top yeah. that I just thought that. It was, 
it was like it, a wrestling match. It, it, it like it actually gave me a headache. It, it really dude, have you ever it. watched the the Fairly Odd Parents? They had that one movie where it was like Channel Surfers, where Timmy uh, Turner goes around and like kind of changes some TV, like some stuff on cable. Yeah. And then there was one like political show that I don't know. Some magic hit the political show, and then it turned into political incorrect showdown or smackdown and then it was a bunch of like politicians like actually wrestling and then one of the guys was like taxes are too high Papa. yeah we basically watched the fairly odd pairs happen in real life seriously <laughs> like, it's just it's you have to laugh come on it's so it, it's like the absurdity in this like mad magazine went out of business in my head like they they have no more print anymore, and in my head, it's because you can't outdo what's actually happening. Yeah, <laughs> you can't you know. make fun of it. It's just what yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's like how they're gonna push it even further. Like you can't. It's already it's already pushed to the to the limit. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's, it's kind of it is crazy, and that debate was really crazy. Uh, but yeah, I was like, I was spent. You know, yeah. at the end, I was just like, oh, you know, wow. It's It was like watching It Chapter 2 for like, you know, two times, you know, <laughs> twice in a row. You know, it's really like, oh, man. I don't know why I thought this would work, but I watched it on a C-SPAN 2. Because I was like, I want the most boring, non-partisan version of this. I want <laughs> no the most, headlines. like, unfiltered, yeah. raw. <laughs> I, I, wanted, I wanted it in the most boring template possible with no, like, headlines to make it more exciting. And it was still, like what <laughs> what is happening no seriously because i, I was watching it on c-span at first and i was like i need i need to know what people are saying about this and you had a few streams where you had like comments on the side yeah. of the screen like there was something with crooked media it was like a you know very left-wing kind of yeah. podcast and, and uh uh but then like just the youtube comments and, the and youtube just, comments. Like, I, I, I was trying to watch the New York Times comments because I'm like, maybe yeah. this will be classy. Nope. <laughs> they like, we it's only like, this is a shit show. <laughs> yeah, it's like we it's like... the only accepted commentators from like these prestigious journalism areas, these like approved journalists, and they were one by one being like, what the fuck is happening right now? <laughs> it's like, what? you know, it's like, uh, hey, I think it's why, it, why it's couldn't from Trump a... say it? Biden, why yeah. are you talking to the camera? <laughs> yeah. Like, what is happening <laughs> yes <laughs> it's really that that kind of thing i mean like anytime joe uh, joe biden was speaking you'd have a whole thread that was like uncle joe go joe go yeah and it's like you know we're with you and uh, when trump was saying something i was like yeah america and <laughs> it was just like you know uh it it was uh it was like a spiritual experience you know it, it's really like <laughs> you know like you don't know what's happening and I you're know. not supposed to but yeah. you know the way things were going like there was nothing to understand from that is it weird <laughs> just, that i like, had to feel it it was just like totally crazy is it weird that what and bringing it back to ready or not that i got the same feeling watching ready or not from watching the presidential debate <laughs> <laughs> it was that same up and down you don't know yeah. what's gonna happen and yeah, it's over the happen. top and then it's funny and screaming. then it's kind of effed up all of a sudden and yeah it was like it, yeah you know you're just waiting for smart weaving to come on going ah! <laughs> <Yeah>. you know <laughs> it's like answer the question no it's it's uh dude like the the you know 
there is such a thing as an M, uh, MVP, but is there such a, such a thing as like a LVP, like the lowest the valuable lowest. player <laughs> or the least valuable player? Yeah. I think that would be the, the moderator <laughs> for that debate. Oh, like, man. dude, Chris Wallace. They're, they're trying to get the most patient person in television. I forgot his name. I think he hosts something on C-SPAN, but they're trying to get him to do uh, yeah, the next. Yeah, like um, Steve, Steven something. Yeah. But Chris uh, Wallace, it's, it's funny because like he's from Fox News too. And like, you think he'd be used to like craziness and whatnot, but he was like, he was losing it. Like I could hear it in his voice that he was about to like throw something. And I kind of wish he did. Like that would, like it would have been like flavor of love, rock of love kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> He was just like, yeah, yeah but like he, he would start, he would start a question and then Trump would be like, no, like that's fake. Like I haven't asked the question, but yeah, but you know, that's fake. And you know, and they're like, yeah, I'm not going to let you ask the question. And uh, you know, and he was oh, like, man. yeah, but I haven't uh, asked the question yet, Mr. Yeah. President. And you know, and you're like, uh, you know, uh, I was saying like, I actually tweeted the next guy who's, who's going to uh, moderate the debate. Cause yeah. like, uh, you know, in Peru, they actually mute microphones. You know the last election, they, they actually oh, muted wow. people, and you could see them talking yeah. on on the, on the TV, and they would just, but like you know, no one could hear them. And apparently, the, the they're going to do that during the next debate. They're going to mute, you know, like it's, they're going to mute the others' uh, mic so that they can't interrupt each other. Uh, and uh, it's so oh god, this is a this is crazy. I, right? I, I know there's some people <laughs> like we're all doomed and stuff, but you need some piece of catharsis in here, other than ready or not. You have to laugh. You yeah. have to laugh at what that debate was. <laughs> I think is the only way you're going to survive this. Yeah. <laughs> you have to laugh a little bit about how absurd everything is. Uh, like, uh, there's something, dude, there's this, I'm going to go deep. Uh, there, there is this French philosopher slash author called Albert Camus. And he oh. talks about the, uh, the absurdity of life. Yeah. And, you know, that's, you know, he says it's absurd to exist at all. So, you know, you should take life with a sense of humor. Yeah. And, uh, and it's sort of like, yeah, you know, listen like, to a... Albert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's moments like the presidential debate that reminded me not to take life too seriously. Like it, it, it was like a reminder that it's just always kind of going to be a little absurd one way or another. Yeah. So it's just, I mean, you know, Hey, you know, uh, if you guys, I, I, I don't want to discourage people from voting, you know, just vote. Yeah. Just <laughs> I'm registered. Vote. I'm going to yeah. vote. <laughs> I'm, I'm registered in New York and Hawaii, but you can only do one. Fraud. Yeah. Fraud. fraud. I, I say fraud. <laughs> I say. I say. I say. I say that's fraud. I say. So, but like, you know, it's only if you use, uh, but you know, you're not there to, to get your ballot in New York anyway. So it's sort of, and they don't have an address, right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, I don't know. Probably. I don't know. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out like what the local issues now. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is, uh, I don't know. I, I that, That's the thing. I want, since we're ending 2020 pretty soon, it's like, is 2021 going to be crazier or is it going to be the moment when we're just going to like breathe from all of this? Like that, that's what I'm, or like, I feel like nothing, we're not going to breathe until there's going to be like some kind of positive change that for the most part will like help people, even if there's like detractors from it. Like, yeah. As long as there's some kind of like positive change that comes out of this year, even if it's polarizing, it's like, like I, I want to go into the rest of the 2020s. Cause I thought about it too. Cause we were watching um, 
the Brady Bunch movie last night. And it's the movie where it's like they take the 70s Brady's and put them in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And it made me think that like a lot of the stuff that came out of the 70s was because the late 70s, the late 60s, early 70s was a very turbulent tension time. Like if you were an adult, it feels a lot like it felt a lot like how 2020 feels now. Yeah. So without the pandemic stuff, though, but that's yeah. kind of what why there was like a lot of good art that came out, why there was a lot of like calls for unity and a lot of just that whole culture. So I wonder if, I don't know, the next few years is going to be some kind of resurgence of that where people are going to want that kind, that like the vibe of that, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, uh, I think 2021 is going to have its own brand of, you know, fuck up, Business, you know, but uh, it's going to be different for sure. Yeah. Uh, and hopefully, you know, fingers crossed, knock on wood, it'll be it'll be a bit more, a bit less crazy. Mm-hmm. I think it'll still be crazy, but maybe it'll be a little less crazy. Yeah. And, uh, and to bring you know, a back- little less crazy is is all I is all I want. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I ask for. A little less crazy. To try to bring it back to Halloween before, uh, yeah, except yeah, you know, I think we're all gonna be fine unless we, we get married into a rich family that is the ready or not, yeah, know, <laughs> a scenario, and yeah. that's why I bring it back to ready or not, bring it on. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I was gonna mention too that, like, I guess, like, the one little positive piece of news I had, uh, to bring it back to Halloween, uh, Hocus Pocus is the top movie in the country somehow. Seriously? <laughs> like 20 something years later. That was my movie growing up. I thought that like, this was like a niche movie that nobody else knew. And like 25 oh, years no, later, dude. there's like merchandise for it. It's, and there's it's like, like, it's yeah. the number one movie in the country. Keeping it's theaters alive. Number one. But like, <laughs> you know, that that's the first movie I saw with my, with my girlfriend, actually. That was like our first movie night. And like, we watched Hocus Pocus. <laughs> it was like I fell asleep halfway through, uh, even though I, I, I've watched that movie like 20 times, you know, when, when I was a kid. And, uh, and then it was just, you know, it was late, but, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but it, it was just like, you know, and it's like, uh, dude, I put a spell on you. Yeah, I'm trying to get uh, my girlfriend to watch it, but she's she's not a fan of anything like horror inspired at but all. It's, so, it's a musical. Yeah, but like they have that <laughs> ending when like Sarah Jessica Parker is like a psycho. She pops out of the bed out yeah. of nowhere, and then she yeah, sings true. that one song. Come, little children, I'll take Come, you. Come, little children. Uh, come and play and I will eat you. Yeah, it's, it's something like that. Yeah, but that like, part is gonna like give my girlfriend nightmares. So, so we'll reconsider. I'm gonna get her to watch it one way or another. Like, like she, she needs to know how much I love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, you have to find the right moment. You know, not you know, maybe maybe it's a morning movie. You know, you can watch it in the morning. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> dude, it did this bad in the box office initially. Initially, it only made. 39 million dollars on a 28 million dollar budget that's oh, like a complete fail that is not good that is really but, bad but hey, like, syndication <laughs> i don't know it's sort of like yeah. just like you know it should have been a directed tv movie well syndication is only for tv shows i think sorry yeah but, uh it, it's uh ah uh, yeah yeah hocus pocus it's all a bunch of hocus pocus to me 
Oh yeah, the quick quick like quick thing I'm wondering is that now that a lot of kids aren't really watching cable, what are gonna be like the new classics? Because there was a lot of stuff that became classics over time, especially for our generation, because mm-hmm. of syndication, like all of the Adam yeah. Sandler movies, especially the Waterboy and like Happy Gilmore, all the yeah. like Hocus Pocus, uh It's a Wonderful Life. Like apparently that wasn't so that big of a deal when it first came out. Yeah, it was a because big of cable. Yeah, yeah. So like, what's uh, gonna be the new like movies that are gonna come out of nowhere and just be classics? You mean like movies that didn't do great at the box office but are yeah. doing great on TV? Yeah, uh, like nobody thinks about it, and all of a sudden on I don't Netflix, know, really. it's like yeah. Um, thing is like. Hmm. I feel like those movies probably go direct to streaming nowadays. True. Like it, it's sort of like because the the babysitter, for example, I th- I don't think it would have had it would have had such a huge success if it had gone to uh, theaters. Yeah. But since it's on Netflix, like I mean, maybe the first one, but like the second one that just came out, it just seems like you're milking it a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and and. Uh, you know, you might have, uh, I, I don't know, I'm not really sure yeah. what movies could, could be the next classics. Because, like, when I think about modern classics, I think of movies like Mad Max, Fury Road, like stuff yeah. like that. You know, that's something but, that when it came out, I was like, this is going to be something that I'm going to watch, like, you know, forever, yeah. at least once a year, yeah. minimum. Once a month, maybe once a, not once a yeah. day, but, you know. <laughs> but, like, those camp classics, like, I mean... With um, like the the one the one thing I had fun with when I had the Criterion Channel um trial was I would watch like a few like old short films, and like there were a few films I saw from like way before, like in the nineteen tens and nineteen twenties, where like half the film is gone and dirty, and I was watching it and I realized that back then they didn't think they were making art, they were literally doing the equivalent of us getting our cell phones and making yeah, a stupid meme video, but like the 2005 version of doing that when like the stuff that was coming out, I didn't even really think it was funny, but like, that's what they were doing. And cinema, there was no cinema high art version of that yet. So I keep thinking like, what, what are those like movies that we just passed up growing up or that we're passing up now that are literally, that are going to come out of nowhere and like end up in the library of Congress. So <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. The thing is, it, it seems, it feels like less emphasis is, is given to movies nowadays. Uh, yeah. You know, because I think out of all the, uh, think about all the footage that is being filmed, you know, every day, most of it is going to go on social media. And yeah. uh, like you have, you have some, some people make like really cool stuff on, on YouTube and, and uh, other stuff. But like in terms of movies, it's kind of like, if you want to, if you want to be successful in movies, like you have to go through the whole, you know, f- festival circuit. Yeah. Uh, it's like, you know, once in a while you get, you'll get lucky. Uh, but it's sort of like, it seems like there are a lot of hurdles to, but then there, there aren't as well, but it's sort of like, you know, it, it's, it's almost like you have to make your movie into something viral for people to see it. Right. And uh, like nowadays, like how many followers, followers you have is going to, have a big impact on how many people are actually going to look at your movies. If yeah. you're an up and comer, you know, like a uh, filmmaker, 
but yeah, I, I don't know about like, you know, bad movies uh, that, that might become classics or movies that didn't have a lot of success. I feel like, I don't know, uh, like 2019 saw a lot of good horror movies that I feel yeah. like people didn't really go to see. I mean, like, I'm not sure how Ready or Not uh, um, performed, but I remember oh, that Doctor really Sleep. Well. It was like, like, I think it was like $50 million yeah. on a $6 million budget. Yeah. So it so did like, like Blumhouse crazy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so like Dr. Sleep came out the same year. Like it came out like two weeks after that right. uh, with uh, Ewan McGregor. And uh, like, I thought that was a good movie, uh, but like that underperformed. So maybe that's something that maybe people will, will look at a bit more, but uh, yeah can't really think of anything yeah i only watch the good movies mike <laughs> art. Like, art i watch art and uh you know stuff know. like that i'll probably uh i'll probably have ideas of like what like next week i'll have some ideas there's there is probably some stupid stuff from the 2000s i hate it that's going to be a classic one day but yeah for sure like i'll get more into next week yeah, I'll do some research. It's just yeah. like I've been watching. I've been watching a lot of old timey like horror movies this week because of uh, like all the Turner <laughs> classic movies. Yeah, it's like I saw Dracula with Christopher Lee because he played Dracula, yeah, and uh, Van Helsing is the guy, uh, you know, Grand Moff Tarkin from Star Wars. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I saw something called Peeping Tom, which was like a big, huge, you know, scandalous movie when it came out. It's about yeah. this guy who kills people with his tripod. Like he kills women. <laughs> like he hides a blade in his tripod. And like at first you're like, why is he pointing his tripod at this lady? <laughs> the thing is he films their their reactions as he kills them with his tripod. And that's this whole thing. And it, it came out in the 1960s. So like it's not super graphic, but and the actor, I think he's he's I think it was German. So he's so he's supposed to live in England and he has this like thick German accent like no, Julie, I will take care of you. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, John, how are you doing today? It's like, yes, I my name is John. I have a very English uh, name, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, but but it, it, it's it's a pretty good movie for for the era. I feel, and it's kind of like I think it inspired. It's it's like one of those movies that inspire like people like you know Scorsese or, or people like that. So I yeah. think, you know, we should check out some interviews of like current filmmakers and see what they really like. Cause they, they, they always like, like really, they have these like hidden gems that yeah. usually people never hear about, but they, you know, since they're, they're really into it, like, like us, yeah. uh, they're, they're going to, they're little nuggets of, of knowledge. But, uh, art. art. I love watching a potato and thinking about existence. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's, that's an art movie <laughs> potato in the stew okay so uh, we're gonna wrap it up because i think we were like well over an hour yeah. but uh potatoes potatoes yeah. potatoes we're ending on potatoes this week uh so next week uh we are going to uh watch Midsommar, Midsommar. Yes. From Ari Aster, who I just yes. want to ask him, are you okay? 
Are you okay, Ari? <laughs> it's like I, I've, you? <laughs> I, I, I've seen this and uh, Hereditary, and I'm just wondering, are you okay? you good? Yeah. <laughs> you good? You doing? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I would, You're you right know, there. I would ask him the same question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll we'll you know we'll set up a little therapy session for him next week if he listens to the podcast. <laughs> yeah. And. Uh, <laughs> You know, we'll have a little uh, Ari Aster, you know, like mindfulness session. And uh... God, that would give me nightmares. Anyway, uh, catch us on. Where do we catch us? Uh, yeah, so uh, we are on Spotify, uh, as probably people who use Spotify know and are listening to us on Spotify. But we're also on Apple Podcasts, mm-hmm. Overcast. Uh, we are on Breaker and Radio Public and Castbox and uh, you know Pocket Casts. So uh, we're on a bunch of different platforms. We mm-hmm. might we might uh, join some new ones in the future. You you never know. Hopefully, uh, you know, cause, uh, yeah, because Amazon's starting their own thing. So yeah. hey, you know, we might do that. I don't know. Let's get uh, in Sirius XM. I don't know. Yeah, man. Putting it out there. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, yeah, dude, uh, I don't know how to get on there, but we'll try that. Yeah, for sure. Know. We'll try. Anyway. We need, we need more people to, to, to be, you know, f- fluffed by our voices. And their ears, <laughs> you know. Oh, man. Anyway, that was what we been <laughs> for this week. Spooky, spooky. Uh. Spooky. And see you next week for another spooky episode. Oh, uh, oh, special. Oh. That was. <laughs>